People want to hear the stories you have to tell. People want to see the art you create. People want to. And if you are telling yourself they don't, then you're exactly right. Welcome to the Live Your Art Podcast. Casual conversations with creative individuals to help you unchain your inner artist. My name is Theo Zagragan. I'm a multimedia artist and creative director, and I am on a mission to uncover the hidden keys to thriving as a creative. So join me on this journey to discover how you too can live your art. Ah, shit. You know what time it is. Episode number four. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to our fourth guest on the show. Party people, put your hands together for Amelia N.S.H. Amelia is a Montreal-based audiovisual specialist, producer, filmmaker, and artist. And this month, her Netflix-sponsored film, Sense of Space, will be premiered at the Toronto Black Film Festival. It will also be presented at the Halifax and Montreal Black Film Festivals later this year. Raised in the southern United States, Amelia left home at 18 years old to study music in Montreal, Quebec, and she recently graduated from McGill University's music program. While she was in school, Amelia was one of the founders of Apartment 6, a space she created where musicians, filmmakers, and artists of every medium came together to create an experience of culture and feeling through art. Prior to this conversation, Amelia and I had been Instagram homies, but we had never met face to face. And through this vibe-tastic conversation about authenticity, creative voice, art school, and identity, I was reminded of the power that vulnerability holds to connect to complete strangers. Amelia is such a vibrant, warm, creative soul with a potent perspective and eloquent expression. And I am so tremendously grateful to have the opportunity to share her ideas with you. So party people, without further ado, I introduce to you Amelia N.S.H. Oh snap. How are you? Oh snap. It's Amelia. Hi, how are you? Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. I woke up really early this morning for no reason. Yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling good. I'm like angry at my animal. My cat is like mm. begging for obnoxious amounts of food today. And, uh, <laughs> I feel bad telling her no because she's so damn cute. Mm. What about you? How are you feeling? How are you living? You know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I was just making some music like prior to like I got the notification that you joined my meeting room like as I was like writing some shit and I was like, oh shit. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. right. Interview, interview. Right. Okay. Whew. So yeah, you know, very creative morning. Yes. Yeah. It's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. I'm glad that like we linked through the, the social medias. It's crazy how easy it is to connect with like-minded people nowadays. It's like there's an algorithm or something. Yes. <laughs> That's, no. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, 
like, do you remember how you found me? Like, I remember you followed me first. I'm curious. I think that I saw like a promo for like a video you like were working with, or maybe you were directing, or maybe I don't even remember, but I was like, this is a dope video. And I don't know how you work with promos. Like some people are just like, I don't care. It's a promo. But if I see that, like, I have an American phone, so I could still see how many likes people get. And mm. so when I'm like, oh, this person don't got a lot of likes, they pay him for a promo. I'm going to look at this promo. Mm. I looked at it and I just like clicked through all the ads and I saw like your page and it like looked lit and you were like multimedia artist or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like what I do. So heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about what you do what your life looks like and kind of what your creative output looks like. I don't even know. Like I didn't really plan on getting into the arts. That was not really my dream or my goals. Like I kind of went to college to get away from my parents. I was Mm -hmm. like not having it with them. We did not have a great relationship. So I was like growing up, like moving around a lot. Like I grew, I like went to high school in Germany and like all this and like, I grew like I finished in North Carolina and my parents are just like crazy Southern conservative people. Mm. So like, I was like, I gotta go. And so I went to Canada (laughs) (laughs) and the only program I got into was music. And I had been playing music since I was like four, like just, just playing for lessons or my parents were like, go do something child, like get out of the house. Mm. So (laughs) anyways, I went to music school and that was a riot. And, um, I focused on like music tech and production and I got into like more videography and like I started a concert series at my apartment and yeah and so like now that I graduated I kind of just been like realizing that I don't know like music is something I'm always drawn to it's been like a really big hobby of my life that I think I'll keep doing forever but it's not my passion so then I just started to focus more on like audio video towards the end of my degree degree and like making my production studio and now now I just kind of do whatever in freelance and like Mm. anything with tech anything with music video and I like recently like just did this film focused on like the Montreal music scene so yeah that's kind of cool is that is that the film that is being released this month yes yes so it will be premiered at the Toronto Black Film Festival like sometime this month I don't really know if I'm being Mm. honest Mm. but yeah it should be released around February mid-February and yeah and I'm already starting to work on some more film projects like writing up some like screenplays so I can keep the ball rolling you know yeah totally totally let's let's talk about that that film project for a bit okay could I could I hear yeah why don't you give the listeners kind of like an introduction of kind of what it is what it's about and you know how you got involved with it Well, okay, so I didn't really look into this whole film thing. Like, I took a year off of school because I was like, I graduated uni, I'd been going to school my whole life, (laughs) and I was just like, I need a break, I need to figure some shit out, and everyone is like, go to graduate school, and I'm like, I'm just gonna apply to some things. So I applied to a bunch of jobs and projects and... (laughs) Mm. programs and I got rejected by every everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel you. <laughs> yeah you know how it goes you know we, yeah. we artists we gotta be out here we apply and we get rejected it's the game <laughs> all <laughs> the time <baby. laughs> uh, so we out here and I got rejected from everything and then I mm. my friend posted this thing on his story and it was like 
being black in Montreal, filmmakers. And I was like, I'm black. I'm in Montreal. I can make a film. Let me see what this is about. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) So yeah, I just kind of applied and lucky enough, I got an interview and the interview went well. And it was actually a really cool program. Like there was things that were problematic, of course, white people running a program for black people for one, but Mm. um, it was actually really good. I got to meet like a bunch of like amazing black directors and it would allow me to kind of like tell the story, which I was like itching to tell, which is, music institutions teach black art and serve it up as if it is white art (laughs) Mm. they like take jazz for instance and they put it in an institution and institutionalize it and figure out how we can make it a curriculum and how Mm. we can talk about theory and how we can talk about technique and study and but they don't talk about the obvious thing in the room which is (laughs) it's about black struggle it's about black emancipation it's that's what it's about so going to a white school that had all that going on I just personally was like I need to talk about this because I talked about it a lot in my papers at school to all my white professors I was like hey this is ethnomusicology and you're a white teacher teaching me about like Irish folk music I think that this is problematic so Mm. I just needed to tell this tell the world from like black musicians point of view like yes you can learn something from a person of any background but as far as like black music is concerned black educators and black mentors and black colleagues are of the utmost importance so yeah Mm, mm. wow that's super beautiful so did you did you play like a role in the writing of it the directing of it what was your kind of yeah I wrote the screenplay I directed it I planned everything I did locations I did everything basically the only thing is like it was sponsored by a school so I took a few classes from them Mm -hmm. and yeah and I had a mentor who would like check over all the work I was doing but other than editing and like color and mixing like I did virtually everything and like got the subjects and all of that wow (laughs) yeah it was a lot of work but it was fun I'm I'm sure it was yeah how how long was this process like how long did this take you to to create it it gave us two months to do a documentary two months (laughs) So you start, when did you start this then? Was it like? I think I found out I got in in September, but they didn't start letting us do really anything till like end of October, November. And I filmed mid-December. So I was the last person to film. And we just finished editing like color and audio like last week. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm so I'm so stoked for you like what a what an incredible opportunity to like share your experience it really it really is and I honestly will say that it was it was a lot of things but Mm. I'm extremely grateful for the cohort uh the people Mm. I got to work with the people that were part of the program with me uh there was five anglophone directors I was one of them but the other four wow like I don't even know where I would be without them like they really Mm. helped shape my story I think we all helped each other very much shape each other's stories and it was Mm -hmm. like you would assume kind of going into this field or going into this type of program it's like competition and Mm -hmm. oh I don't want their film to be better or you know but we were all just so supportive of each other and we're like "Mm, this would be a little bit better or oh my god like yes that works so good keep doing that so I'm extremely Mm -hmm. grateful for like Steve D Mel and Devante like Mm -hmm. all people they were freaking they killed it Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I love that. So the way that it works, at least from what I like, how I understand it is 
like there's a bunch of directors, black directors from Montreal that are Anglophone and Francophone, as well as Toronto and Halifax. Halifax. Do they all have their own films? Everybody has their own film. Yeah. I see. So you have your own film within this big group of, that's very cool. It okay. was actually a lot. I'm kind of surprised that we were like the whole foundation was able to do like 20 films. So like, it's totally. very intense. Totally. Totally. Was this your first film that you've directed? No. Um, I directed an experimental screen dance film, like 2019. And I directed my concert series for two years, um, which I like hosted every two weeks. It was called uh, apartment. It was under my production studio, apartment six. It was called MTL Mike the ledge. And I would just have people play on my window ledge and they would just sing and there'd be an audience and I would film and record them and put them on YouTube. Mm. And yeah, so I just like, usually I was directing like live music or live dance. I hadn't ever really planned a film before this. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Thanks. I would love to, I'd love to hear a bit more about kind of like, about the actual film itself, like what um, what the focus is in the film, mm-hmm. who the characters are, is it fiction, non-fit? Let's, let's hear a bit about it. Okay, wow, you're, <laughs> you're really going, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, so the film stars uh, pals of mine, two pals of mine, Theo Abelard and Modi Boqueta. They're both amazing musicians based in Montreal, black musicians based in Montreal. And, uh, it, the story is kind of about their relationship and how like it starts off talking about like the type of concert series that they both hosted. So my film kind of dives into the spaces. It's called Sense of Space. And like Theo made his own space for black musicians, which was like in February, he hosted a concert series uh, during Black History Month at Cafe Resonance. And every week he would have different musicians performing and different black musicians performing, playing only black music from like, from like the old standards to like Kendrick, like everything in between, mm. like it was amazing. And um, Modibo runs The Shed and The Shed is like a moving concert series. So like there's no location, every location is a pop-up venue and it sells out all the time. It's for the people, by the people, like mm. he is like unapologetically like only black people work this. Mm. And so kind of talks about their relationship, how Modibo's their mentor, his mentor, Theo's mentor. And hey, you guys got the same name. And yeah, and then like, it just talks about the institutionalization of jazz or black art in general Mm. and how no matter what, like this world is built by white people. And Mm. although like, that is a fact like people will still make spaces for themselves regardless and like we'll make the space for themselves and we'll make people like accept them because of the fact of the matter is it's like (laughs) they created this art form they are the leaders of this art form and i was just so tired of like you know seeing jazzers be like white boys white guys white men and it was just like it's a black art form that has been kind of taken away from black people and black people have been able to evolve and move forward and, you know, start all like virtually every genre that's in popular genre now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is kind of just talking about how like when, when people go to institutions to learn like an art form that is black because they're black and they like grew up playing this music and then they 
experience racism or tokenism or mm -hmm. every ism that there is to experience as a black person. Yeah, and it's very much just diving into the role in which education plays in it. Of course, I don't talk about the schools that they went to, but, mm. you know, I think it's a system in general, even if it's not institutions, it's even our governmental systems. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So that's kind of what that is about. It's very abstract. <laughs> yeah. Very complex. Very complex. Mm, yeah. It's kind of scary just because... I don't know, being a biracial person mm -hmm. in a program like this, it feels as if, you know, like, I think there's a mixed person thing that like, we're always like, we're not enough of this. We're not enough yep. of that. Yeah. Can you tell I'm mixed too? Can I can tell that you like are not like, obviously not white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I is have, your biracialness or so I'm, I'm also Japanese. Okay. I'm also Japanese. And it's interesting you brought that up, like biracial because mm -hmm. I've always had this thing where I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not Japanese though. Like I'm not fully Japanese and I'm not fully white. Like, what can I say? Who can I speak for? Like, yeah. I can't, I can't speak for Japanese people, but I can't speak for white people. But where are all the people like me at, you know? Yeah. And for me, like, well, now, you know, like being mixed, you have, it's like a, we live in a world that's fucking white and black, you know, like, mm. I don't know, can I cuss? Like, I don't know. So yeah, um, totally. Yeah. <laughs> swear all you want. So we live in like a world that's very much like this or that, like this or that, this or that. And what, like being like multi mixed, like mm. we we're never really given the space to be who we are. And I think that like, that comes off as threatening to a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. It is our, you know, our it is our responsibility to acknowledge things like colorism and the benefits mm -hmm. that we do have and the privileges we have. Mm -hmm. But like, it is a journey, I think, accepting mm -hmm. the fact that like, I'm light skin. When you look at me, you're going to think that person's light skin. That's just a fact. <laughs> mm. That's just a fact. Um, mm. But I'm black and I like was raised black. I was raised in the South. People called me this, that, and anything but a child of God. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I just... Yeah, I just, for me, like, this experience was, like, extremely validating in the sense that, like, I didn't need Black people to tell me you're Black because I know I'm Black. But it was, like, for myself to be, like, I'm doing this for my people. I'm doing this because, like, not that Black people don't know this shit's happening, but white people are still <laughs> avoiding it. It's, a, it's, like, it's, like, constantly avoiding it just to, mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable. So yeah. I'm tired of that, and I really like making people feel uncomfortable. So Yes, yes. same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh can i ask you something yeah totally what's your sign what's my sign guess i want you to guess my sign well okay so you're very charismatic very so you could be like me which is gemini mm. because we loud and artistic <laughs> you could be <laughs> you could be leo because you're mm. like he's smiling at that um Thinking, 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 maybe even like, I don't know. You, can you tell me yeah, like yeah, the yeah. element? What was that? You tell me the element if I didn't guess? Earth. Virgo. I'm a Capricorn sun. I'm a Leo moon though. Okay. And Cancer rising. Oh, you are like one balanced person. <laughs> you got all of those. Like you have, isn't Leo fire? So you got yeah. earth, fire and water. Wow. I do. Go. I do. What are you? I'm a triple threat. I'm all air sign. I am Gemini, oh. Gemini, and Aquarius. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
scary and confusing inside. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, even as a balanced individual, I still am scary and confusing inside as well. So (laughs) it might just be an artistic thing. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Probably. In fact, most likely. Yeah. Being an artist is not an easy life, at least from my experience. Would you agree with that statement? A hundred percent. What's what's been a challenge for you as an artist? Living your art. Living my art. Um, I love that so much. Mm. I think the hardest part is for people to take you seriously. Mm. Um, obviously, other artists and like our colleagues and our peers are like going to take us seriously because this is what they do too. But I'm so tired of just random people with basic nine to five jobs, like talking down to me when I'm like Mm. actually trying to make a difference for whatever reason. And um, that, and also the fact that like, it makes you question everything when people don't take you seriously. And I think that something all artists have to kind of, you are like on your laptop, if you are (laughs) looking out the window, if you you like architecture, if you like being in a house, you like artists, so like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Just like having a little bit more understanding for artists and like understanding what it means to support us. It doesn't mean that you have to buy all of our shit all the time. I mean, just a simple share or a like or a comment like really goes a long way. And like, I think people underestimate how much that means to Mm, people. (laughs) Totally. I totally. Because I think one of the hardest things as an artist, you touched on it earlier, was the, the idea of like, who cares? Who cares what I have to say? You know, at least that's that's what I've had to deal with a lot is is those two words in my head. I recently posted a video on Instagram about it. But what I recently realized was that that, that statement, even if absolutely no one in the external environment, absolutely no one cares what you have to say, nobody, the statement still falls. Why? Because you care. Because you know, the person who is speaking, who has something to say, cares. Therefore, the statement, nobody cares, is false. Yeah. And, and like that in and of itself is enough permission to speak your mind, speak from your heart. A hundred percent. I think people feel down on themselves for like the same reason I was talking about before. Like people underestimate the necess- like necessity of us, what mm. we do and what we want to do, what we plan to do, what we've done in the past. And it's hard out here for a pimp, for real. Like, it is hard. Like, (laughs) pimping ain't easy, but it's fun. Like, that's what my dad used to say. Mm. It's cringy, but it's true. I mean, like, we have to work really hard at our craft to be taken seriously. But at the same time, like, that hard work makes it so much more worthwhile for us. Like, Mm. we have to do what we love or we'll lose our shit. And I think that the COVID pandemic kind of proved that too. Like, and honestly, like, just do art to feel better. Like, even if you don't show anybody, even if you throw it away after you're done, even if it's a song that you made about a trauma and no one hears it ever, like it's so necessary to process whatever. And I think people need to take more chances with their own art and just exploring and experimenting and being like, this is shitty, but 
who cares? Mm -hmm. If nobody cares, who cares? If we're so insignificant, who cares? If we're like one little speck of dust in a flying universe, then who cares? Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Then who cares? Then do it. Then just do it. Life is too short and we don't know when life is going to end. And I think also this year has shown us that we don't know when this shit's going to be over. So let's, let's fucking do it before it's too late. And before someone makes some more problematic art, we need to make some good art. (laughs) Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Loving the nails, by the way. Thank you. Fuck yes. yes. People on the podcast can't see, but they're, I've painted my nails black. They're, they're beautiful, really. Well done in the line and everything. Thank you. Well, I mean, (laughs) I can't tell. You you can't really tell. They're actually (laughs) not well done, but, um, yeah, I used to, I used to get called Themo when I was, when I was young, my nickname was Themo um, because I really liked, you know, like three days grace. I don't know if you know, like, alter- no. like I was really into like emo bands back in the day and I'm kind of paying homage to my, my younger self. You know, I started wearing some eyeliner sometimes, you know, eyeliner makes everyone look sexier. So I'm all for that. Fuck yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Look, no matter your gender, mm. if you're listening to this, Fucking put eyeliner on right now. You'll feel like a bad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. I'm going to put some eyeliner on after this. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Amelia, what what keeps you going as an artist? What's what's the driving force for you? Many, many things, I think. Mm. My reality, I think. Mm. I think my... Mm, just like I yeah just my perspective the way but my my life like what happened to me in my youth like the things that I went through experience trauma or otherwise good or bad ugly um keep me going because first of all like if anyone felt the way that I felt I want them to know that it's going to be okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're going to find what feels good (laughs) for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think it's also the people that show that they care whether that's my partner, whether that's my friends, whether that's you, you know, showing interest in me and asking me to do this, you know, like, I think the driving force for me is really just like my perception, like being queer, being like gender nonconforming, being black, being biracial, whatever all of this means, like, it's such a unique experience. And I don't think anybody can comment on anyone's life. Like, I'm pretty sure like, even if we, me and you grew up in the same town as next door neighbors and went to the same schools, we would not experience the same things. And that's like mm. the ugliest, but the most beautiful part of life. And I think, mm. yeah, I think that's my reality. I think that I've experienced some bullshit that I wish I didn't do, but at the end of the day, we kind of have to be either let it go. And the only way to let it go is kind of accepting that like that shitty thing happened, but it made me the strong, independent, creative individual I am today. And like, mm even though like for instance like i like i said before i didn't have a great relationship with my parents and i could blame them forever and i could be angry and i could be bitter or i could be like you pissed me off you're not very great sometimes how can i let go of this feeling thank you for making me independent thank you for letting me know mm-hmm. that i'm not going to tolerate this bullshit from other people thank you for teaching me i'm a strong person that is able to move to a new country at 18 years old you know what i mean mm-hmm. like And then like move on with your life and be like, that is going to stay with you forever. That's your experience. And that's, what's going to make you, you, but 
to let go is what's hard. And yeah. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you? What keeps me going as an artist? Yeah. I don't have a choice. <laughs> like, oh man, I've tried on every other hat. I've tried to be someone else. I've tried to, you know, I was in biomedical science in university. That's where I started. And I went all into that. I got straight A plus in that program. I, I completely shut off my whole life to do that, to succeed in that. Ended up so depressed, so depressed. I tried business school, ended up so depressed. I've done, I've tried and done a lot of things. And what keeps coming back, no matter how far I've ran away from it, is art. I don't have a choice, at least if I'm going to be happy. Yeah. yeah. So honestly, I think the ultimate reason why I make art is simply because I want to choose to be a happy person and I want to be myself. It's just who I am. Yes. Yeah. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Mm. as the only way to live yeah. and honestly as like just so everyone i don't know who's gonna be listening to this but i have not known you very long i've known mm. you pretty much since the length of this call and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and i can say that like and also like what i see on your social media and i can say that like you're what you post is genuine like i can mm. tell that you're a genuine person who like cares about what, what they're putting out and like I admire that, dude. I think you should keep mm. doing what you're doing. Like, keep Thank living you. your art. Like, you're killing it. You're out here doing things. You're out here, like, making the connections, doing the damn thing, figuring mm. out what needs to be done. And that's that's harder than what most people can do. <laughs> mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's going to hit me right in the heart like that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and you and your lady are so cute. I see you posting. It's so cute. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a true follower. Okay. Heck yeah. Yo, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yes. Oh man. This is. Okay. This is something that I, I want to express to people is when, when you are authentic, when you're yourself, when you are not afraid to just put your heart out there and be you, you can literally hop on a zoom call with someone you've never actually met face to face and just become like BFF right away. I agree. I think that there's no other way to live, but be authentic and genuine. And if you lie into yourself, honey, that is just too damn bad. Your life's going to suck. Just like, I mean, like <laughs> at the end of the day, like you can lie to your mama, you can lie to your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, you mm. can lie to anybody. But if you lie to yourself, mm. you lie to your Instagram friends, like, come on, guys. Come like, on. Be, yeah, I agree. Authenticity is the key and the goal and it's hard and sometimes it's ugly and sometimes it's uncomfortable and sometimes you feel cringy when you look at yourself and you're like I can't believe I posted that and I'm not gonna delete it because it's too late and people are gonna see that I deleted it and I'm gonna mm. cringe even more mm. and instead just be authentic be like look everybody's got a face everybody's got a weird laugh everyone dances awkward and there's nothing we can do about it but accept it or never be present I guess yeah totally and that awkward laugh that awkward dance move that is specifically what people will fall in love with whether it's romantic or just like you know this. genuine just appreciation for your idiosyncrasies yeah and it's something I work on all the time like mm. 
I have such a hard time. Like I'm always behind the camera. I'm always the mm. doer. I'm always the capturer. Okay. I always follow what's called my three C's. Okay. Mm. I like to capture, create and collaborate. That is who I am. Capture, mm. create and collaborate. That's who I, that's what I do. Mm. But to be in front of the camera, to talk, to get my audio recorded, to like video myself dancing or doing whatever, it's just so uncomfortable, unnatural to me. Mm. And I feel like that's what a lot of people experience. I don't think anybody is comfortable looking at themselves in a camera or, you know, listening to their voice over audio recording. And as soon as we can acknowledge or accept that like, okay, everybody feels uncomfortable doing this, then maybe it's a little bit that much easier to just mm. let it go and be like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to release. Cause yeah, life's too short to like be terrified of your own voice, I guess. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I I'm curious. Yeah. So you just said you have a lot of trouble being in front of a camera is that something you want to do in the future is is like speaking and showing your your face and your voice and expressing yourself in front of people is that something you're interested in doing more of or do you prefer to be behind the camera hmm. I don't know I don't actually have a preference I I hope that if my art goes further and I get more traction that like I am forced to be in front of the camera because people are interested in what I do and they want to know what I'm thinking mm -hmm. um but yeah I'm trying to make more art with my body and face in it actually I just made a whole new film I just finished it like a few weeks ago another film a different mm. film and it's a experimental I'm the subject and director so I am the oh. person that's on screen and I am like it is a film to make you feel uncomfortable, to make you kind of feel like uncomfortable in your skin, but also evolving. And mm. I think it was kind of like the push I needed to be like, I have to be okay with being in front of the camera. Mm. I really enjoy capturing art. I like to like collaborate. I really love to work with other people and to hear other ideas, mostly because I don't think I'm the smartest, most creative person in the room. I think other people have a lot of things to offer. And I don't think you know, the best art comes from a single person, but rather a group of people. So if I have to be in front of the camera that time, or I have to be behind the camera or behind the mic or behind the lights or adjusting something or holding a boomstick or dancing, then I'll just do it if it makes the art better. Mm. So it's something I have to work on, but yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't mind either or actually. So mm, cool. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. Like I'm, I'm totally on the same page with you because you know, I, I've been behind the camera my pretty much my whole art career, like pretty much the way that I make my money is almost entirely through video right now. Um, through making videos for other people or bringing other people's ideas, their visions, mm -hmm. um, their expression to life, right? And I love doing that. I love capturing, collaborating, creating. That resonates. But something I've recently been really... Uh, realizing is that my ideas, my perspective, my vision is extremely valuable. <laughs> you know, um, I think a lot of people who are video professionals or, you know, create films or um, photographers yeah. or pro like maybe producers, music producers, they have yeah. a lot of trouble. Um, there's like a block there where it's like, I'm, my voice doesn't matter. Like their voice matters. So I'm going to bring their voice to life. Yeah. What about, what about your voice as the producer, as the editor, as the, yeah. et cetera? 
it gets lost, I think, a yeah. little especially when, well, for myself, I can speak only for myself, uh, going to a school, music school, studying music technology, production, and sound engineering, mm. it makes you doubtful of what you can do creatively. It makes you think, well, there's this technical way of doing it correctly. And my professor would have thought this, that, and the other, and whatever. And it's like, mm, your professor's not you and your professor's never going to say your art is a plus if it's not his art, like it's not his, like, so I think that like when you go and you learn these things and you hear it technically, like you really have to like push it to the back of your brain almost and be like, yes, that's important information. Yes. I need to know how to work a camera. Yes. I need to know how to work out an audio interface, a DAW or whatever, mm. but is that going to make my art better? No, it's going to help me function better. So like, yeah, yeah, listening to yourself and like understanding that sometimes it's okay to take a project and do it from your own perspective and have your own voice. And for me, like this film, that my film sense of space that I just finished really allowed me to be like, this is my voice. Like mm. this is me planning out every angle and every shot and every journey and every audio clip and you know I went through five hours of footage for a 10 minute film like this is like everything mm. that I wanted it to be and mm. it's very interesting it's kind of cringy because of course when it, you do it yourself you're like oh I want to go back and change it mm. but it's like no that's you that's your imprint that's what you planned for and like no one changed that and you could have changed that but no one did and that's cool mm. Mm. and it, it's a path of discovery <laughs> certainly <laughs> yeah certainly a path of discovery I find like, yeah, the, the creative process really is a path of discovery always. And it's always teaching you stuff about yourself, even when you're making something for someone else. It's, it's incredible. Um, but I actually have a question. So you were talking about school and it sounds like you've got, you've had a very interesting relationship with, with music school. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know, I've, uh, I've been taking some courses at, an art school here in, in Toronto mm -hmm. called OCAD. And uh, that is, I, I went back to, to art school after already, you know, making art in the world and kind of mm -hmm. hustling, right? So I went back. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if you feel like education in the art, in the arts, what's your perspective on it? Is it necessary? Um, how important is it? And do you have any, yeah, just what you have to say about hmm. arts education? Well, I don't want to shit on art school because I mm -hmm. think everyone gets something out of something, right? Like, mm -hmm. eh. but my personal experience, um, we live in a world where these pieces of paper supposedly go a long way. Mm -hmm. And whether that's a bachelor or a master's or a special program or a certificate, a diploma, whatever that is, we live in a world where pieces of paper give us more credibility. So I think that if people wanna to go to art school because they know that that's what they wanna do, go for it. Because this world is gonna tell us, go to school, get a degree, become a doctor. And if you don't wanna do that, just follow your bliss and follow your thing and like, Go, go to an art school if you want. But if you go to art school, just keep in mind what I've been saying, which is basically anyone can teach you anything. Anyone from any background can teach you anything. 
can teach you something, <laughs> not anything, can teach you something, but they can't teach you how to have your own creative voice. They can't teach you that in school. And <laughs> excuse me, my voice just cracked. And um, at least for me, like I studied classical percussion. And so that was my instrument. Um, it was, in, it was, it was hard to like, kind of be told <laughs> you're just like, you know, not good enough to be a performer. Have you thought about doing something else? Mm. So like, that's kind of what pushed me into music tech is one, because it's like, I don't want to have to like hate my job performing music. I want to love performing music, but also not everyone's ideas of what you should be is what you should be. And like art school is filled with people with opinions and school I mean the second word of that is school they're going to grade you they're going to critique you they're going to tell you what's wrong with your art they're going to tell you what you could do better with your art and all that could just be bullshit to give you a different grade and like <laughs> you know you could think oh this was the best piece I've ever done in my life and I hope that they like it and you could still get a C you could still get an F <laughs> mm -hmm. so like you know just keep that in mind if you do plan on going to art school institutions are just that institutions they're systems they're there to give you rules they're there to give mm -hmm. you guidelines they're there to give you the box to color within yeah and it's your job to realize that it's a box it's your job to realize as an yeah. artist i need to color out this fucking box i can't mm -hmm. make the art that i'm making inside this box mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah that's my two cents mm -hmm. What do you yeah, think about that? Totally. Yeah. A lot of that resonated with me. Um, what I've noticed is going to art school is really good at teaching you technique and it's good at kind of showing you different ideas and different perspectives on art. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is, this is art history and this is like how this person draws and this is how this person creates this and blah, blah, blah. But the idea of getting graded on what you make and trying to create something that fits into the guidelines <laughs> is really counterintuitive. And I see a lot of classmates around me that are so stressed about their grades and they're so stressed about, oh, I need to, I need to catch up on my readings here and I need to do this. And what does she want for this project? What does, what's she asking for here? Mm -hmm. And, and I'm just out here, like, you're totally missing the whole point. Yeah. The whole point of being an artist is to, is to color outside of these boxes, like exactly what you said. And I have an example of a project that okay. I would really like to share. Please so, um, we had a project that, um, they were asking, take an image of something and then change its meaning by like altering it in some way. And there was like guidelines, like the, the rubric essentially, like you must do this and you must do this and you must do this and you must do this. For my project, I took a screenshot of that and I just wrote on top of it, but I'm tired. <laughs> Got an A plus. Hey, yes. Honestly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is... Yes. Okay. So on top of this, I'm going to piggyback off of this. Uh, my partner is going to his master's in music performance right now. Mm -hmm. And one of the professors there told him in the first class, I don't give grades. Everyone's going to give an, get an A because it's a composition class and I can't grade your compositions. It's a journey mm -hmm. and there's no such thing as a bad composer. It doesn't exist. And he literally told me that the administration got mad at this teacher because he gave 
too good of grades that he needed to fail people that he needed to do this that and the other and I'm like it's a system guys it's a system just like everything else we're fucking inside of and we think that is our reality it is constructed and like some people are intelligent professors that can say hey I'm not going to grade you on your art because it's subjective anyways and then there's some people that are like technically the shading here (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so totally Totally. And honestly, what I've realized, uh, like I'm, I'm going to be dropping out. That's, this is after this semester, I'm, I'm leaving school and I'm like, okay, at this point I've tried everything. Even art school didn't work for me. I'm out of here. I'm just going to live, live my art my way. Um, I'm not going to follow any rubrics ever. Um, so you, you touched on two things. You touched on the idea of technique and you also touched on the, the idea of your own unique voice. And you've also talked a lot about healing. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is my own personal healing journey has been very much, very helpful in helping me find my own voice. This is stuff that I was not experiencing in school. This is, you know, my own shadow work or my own inner child yeah. work or psychedelic healing, like plant medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, Curious, like, has your experience been similar? What does healing look like for you, et cetera? Yeah, I need my art to heal, period. Like, mm. I I have been in therapy for five years, okay? Mm. Like, I'm going to just start by saying that. Like, I have been, and maybe not the same therapist, but I have been off and on in therapy for five years, and it has made me a very self-aware. It has made me um, a little bit too aware of other people's feelings, which is like something that like something else I have to deal with myself. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that one's creative voice comes out of the things that we don't mean to do. And for instance, I've been making a lot of paintings and that is not my art medium in which I typically use. And it has been the art medium that has given me the most healing. And mm-hmm. even though I make my money off of audio, I make my money off of video, I make mm-hmm. my money off of photography or whatever, the thing that's giving me joy, the thing that's helping me process bullshit that happened to me in my past or positive things that's happened to me in my past, is the things that I would not expect it to and the things I never took classes on and the things that I never was told that was good, that was bad, or this is how you do that and this is how you do this and all of that. So I think that, I think I'm extremely proud of you for dropping out of art school because Mm -hmm. I'm going back to art school and that is because I'm poor (laughs) and I can't like get a stable job right now because of the pandemic. And I think that art school stifles creative processes like it is what it is it is school it's an institution and the technique is important like we've talked about technique is important to have a quality product or consistent product but it's a product and like if you want your art to be genuine if you want your art to be authentic and you want to have your creative voice be seen or heard it comes out of you know, sitting down for an hour and doing something and then seeing what you've done after an hour and then being like, wow, that's like the best song I've ever made. Wow, that's the best painting I've ever done. And you don't need to go to art school or music school to figure that shit out. You don't. Mm -hmm. We've got YouTube. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Like most of the (laughs) shit that I had a hard time with in school, I figured out through YouTube. Totally. So like, and I think every student can agree with that. Um, 
yeah, I think it's all kind of interconnected. Like you need mm -hmm. technique to go further. You need to work on your technique to go further. You need to work on your technique if you want more followers, if you want more this, that, and the other, if you want more paying, you know, customers or something. But like, mm -hmm. is it a hundred percent necessary to be successful? Absolutely not. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. And some of the most famous people in the world did not go to any art or music. Totally, totally. totally. Uh, the, the immediately, immediately when you when you said that, I thought of Kanye West, like how he became incredible at music. He did actually go to art school, I believe, but he dropped out of art school because, like, that was like drawing, painting. This this guy went all into music, and he learned music by just creating a shit ton of music. He made five beats a day for three summers. That's how he got good. Yeah, just, and he just made. You just got to make a bunch of shit to know what's good. And like, only you can really qualify shit. Like, that's what I think. Like, mm. like I said, teachers can teach you things. Teachers will teach you things. Teachers will force shit down your throat. And like, that doesn't always mean that you'll be more creative at the end of it. I've taken mm. film classes. Now I know what, you know, walking left to right means on screen. Now I know what that means, but I don't know what that helps me with in my career. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, okay, so... Okay. Yeah. So like, it's fine. Like, I think that everything is for a reason. And um, like, yeah, like even my, my, one of my biggest inspirations is Karina Evans and she's a director. She directed like some of the most amazing music videos, like SZA, Drake. She's mm -hmm. my age, 22 from Toronto. And like, it's kind of just my, I think she's a little bit older now, but um, anyways, mm -hmm. she, she did it. And I don't think she went to art school. I don't think she went to film school. I don't think any of that. I think she just did the damn thing. Mm. And even if she did go to art school, you can tell how not necessary it is for her fans and her people to think her shit is of quality because of that. Mm. Like, I don't know if she went to film school and she is getting Grammys. So, mm. <laughs> you know, like, and I, I've taken classes with professors at McGill that have Grammys and I don't know why they have Grammys. So, you know, like, it's just, it's all a system. It's all just supposed to make us question whether we're valid or great. And that's all subjective. It's all subjective to the time. It's all subjective to who you're talking to. Mm. It's all subjective. So just, just do you live your art friend. Live your art friend. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Wow. Okay. We've talked about a lot today. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Me too. If we could, let's, let's try to like sum up some big ideas that we talked about today. Okay. I think one of the big ones is the idea that there's a difference between technique and doing things the right, the supposed right way or the best practice, the, the way that a lot of people do something and your own creative voice. And it's very hard to learn how to speak your truth just by going to an institution. They'll get you really good at the technical stuff if yeah. you follow all their rules and all their guidance. Yes. But the really hard thing to do in an institution like that is to find your voice. And that's kind of an individual journey that we all kind of have to go on. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. I think that we need to all just kind of look inward for a second, stop looking on our screens or to our 
partners or to our best friends or to our teachers or to our mentors or to whoever's around us to kind of tell us what to do, mm-hmm. which I think we all really, really, really want. We yeah. all really want someone to just be like, do this and you'll be okay. And like, even if someone does tell us that it's not going to give us happiness, we have to know what's mm-hmm. best for ourselves. And that takes listening to yourself and it's uncomfortable and makes you uneasy and it makes you kind of cringe or cry or maybe scream or run around in circles or whatever. It makes you go crazy, Mm -hmm. but it's also so necessary in Mm -hmm. every aspect of life, whether you're an artist or not, like you have to listen to yourself to figure out what, what the fuck is going on (laughs) and how to make yourself not like miserable, how to make yourself the most genuine version of yourself. Mm. Yeah. That's like point two that I was going to bring up is, be yourself. Authenticity is the, it's the, that's the juice. That's what, that's what life's all about. That's how you really connect. That's how you really find love for yourself and for other people. It's through just fully being willing to be you. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Just be yourself. Mm. It's, it seems scary. It is scary when you think about it to yourself, but you know, to the outside world, you know, they already view us, view you as something else. It's just the way the world works. So you have to be yourself for yourself because no one else knows what's going on inside, but you. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Another big idea I remember talking about is art is fucking important. God damn it. Yes, 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 yes. Hell yes. (laughs) It is more important than everyone wants to talk about. Mm. It is the driving force of our society. It is what is creating change. <laughs> mm. Is people speaking out and making it more prominent in media, in their art, on TV, through music, through everything. And our society, like I said earlier, is reflected through our arts. We have to, we have to be essential. We have to be perceived as necessary because without us, well, there's no point of being on a phone, really. I mean, we're like, life would be so boring without art. Life would be so dry and like crusty and like, ugh, dingy. That's the word, dingy. Crusty, I like that, <laughs> crusty. Dry, like a like a saltine cracker. We need, we need some seasonings. We need like Cheez-Its and like, mm. like, spreads and little meats and grapes on top we need to make it artisanal exactly (laughs) period cool is there any other big ideas that you remember talking about Mm, no but i will say do your best to support black businesses black art it's black history month don't Mm. forget it if you play or do music, thank a black person because it was for them that you could do what you did. And mm. yes. Yes. Black lives yes, matter. Yes. Black lives Forever. matter. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Beautiful. Is there anything else you'd like to say to our uh, if you could give if you could give some advice to a creative who's trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing with their life, how they're going to get through this, where they're going, who they are. What would you say to that person? Hmm. I would say to you, my sweet, sweet artist out there listening to this, my creative boobab who wants to do some art, I want you to know 
that people, like I said earlier, people want to hear, people want to see, people want to have your story. People want to, they want to see what you do. People want to hear the stories you have to tell. People want to see the art you create. People want to, and if you are telling yourself they don't, then you're exactly right. They don't, because no one wants to see art that you don't even want to see. So believe in yourself, believe in your story, believe in your art. And then whether that's two people or 10 people or a thousand people or 10,000 people, people will come, people will follow, people will believe in you if you believe in yourself, because that's just how it works. People want to build communities. People, that is why we have social media is because we are craving connectivity with other people. So don't be afraid. People want to know what you have to say. People want to know what you have to like play and what you got to fucking film about. I didn't think that they did. And I'm having a conversation with you about it now. It's like, clearly mm. people care, dude. Like clearly people care. And you are so central and you are so necessary. Mm. And don't let people tell you you're not because if they are, then they're fucking haters. Straight up haters. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's, that's my two cents. My sweet, sweet boobab artists. <laughs> <laughs> my sweet, sweet boobabs. <laughs> that's why I call I'm my start, cat. I'm like I'm my little boobab. <laughs> well, my sweet, sweet boobabs. Thank you for tuning into the Live Your Art podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for your beautiful perspective. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, dude. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you taking the time. I really appreciate the art you make. Keep it up. Keep doing it. I know it's hard. I know it's ugly sometimes, but you got it, and you're doing the damn thing. And mm. you got you got you got a true follower off the internet right here, my guy. Mm. And you got one right here too. You got one right here. Much love. Much love. Much love. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. All right. So that concludes episode number four of the Live Your Art podcast. I really hope that this episode reminded you that you are absolutely essential, that your expression, your ideas, your perspective is important that we want to hear what you have to say and that you are so, so, so important to this world. Ah, wow. Make sure to check out Amelia NSH and her work on Instagram as well as her new film, Sense of Space, through the Toronto Black Film Festival. Information, as always, is in the show notes. Well, folks, that concludes episode number four. This is Theo Zagragan signing off. Once again, stay tuned for another wicked episode next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, all right, all right. I will see you next week. I love you tremendously. <laughs> tremendously.